2: I'm Laura Stassi, and if you're counting seasons, this is number five for Dating While Gray, The Grown-Up's Guide to Love, Sex, and Relationships. You know, there's a quote that goes something like, before you move forward, you have to look back. So before we get too deep into this new season, I wanna update some of the insightful and relatable true stories we've shared over the years. After the end, that's next. I get emails and voicemails from listeners all over the country. They remind me that when it comes to navigating later-in-life relationships, I am not alone. In fact, one time we put together an entire show with listener comments and questions, including this one. Hello, Laura. My name's Luann,
3: and I want to let you know how much I love your podcast. I only discovered it several weeks ago. And I could have used it 10 years ago when I moved to North Carolina from Montana after a 37 year marriage ended. But I'm 72 and I met a 73 year old man. And I just returned from a wonderful two week adventure with him. Part of it was on his 2019 Harley. Um, But here's something I discovered. He does not seem to know about erogenous zones. He's 73 years old. He's been married twice and in other relationships. Is there some way to help him learn besides just me telling him? I think it would be helpful if there was something he could read. I would appreciate your help. And if you can refer me to any materials that might be helpful to him without being insulting, I would love it.
2: Thank you. Okay, who doesn't want to talk about erogenous zones? If you heard that episode, you know I turned to Jane Fleischman for help. Jane's a sexuality educator, researcher, and writer.
4: There are different types of, um, uh. Wh- what do we call it, doors to enter, right? Your door to enter might be this, you know, beautiful buffet of fruits and chocolate and yumminess. And somebody else's door to enter might be a great musical interlude that just gets them excited, right? You've got to find out what the doorway is. And the way to do that, of course, is to learn more about your partner. So when she says her boyfriend doesn't really understand her erogenous zones, it might be that the back of her knee is just the hottest part of her right now. But he'll never know about it unless she teaches him.
2: Okay. So it's not like there are universal erogenous zones.
4: No. In fact, wouldn't that be easy? And wouldn't that be boring? (laughs) I think that'd be so boring. You know, Alfred Kinsey studied moths, right? Because he thought moths were so incredibly different. And he realized from studying insects, that he could extrapolate from that to the human sexual experience. That's where he began with looking at a different, completely different world. And when he started looking at people, he realized that people have just a myriad of different types of arousal and parts of the body that really get turned on or get turned off. Right. So there's breaks that get turned off, things that you stick your tongue in someone's mouth too far and it's just a total turnoff. And accelerators that turn them on. You stick your tongue in their mouth just the right amount, and it just drives them right into ecstasy. So, yeah, there's a lot of differences. So, Laura, what if she asked him to do an activity that sex therapists use called body mapping?
2: Body mapping. Tell me about this.
4: So the idea is that without having sex with each other, whatever they define as sex, They touch each other's bodies in an explorer's kind of way, in a researcher's kind of way, in a way to find out what they can discover. So the body mapping activity could be a really wonderful way of of touching without any preconceived notion that we're going to have sex at that time. This is just about exploring.
2: When someone asks for advice, do they actually take it? I reached out to Luann to find out. Hi, Luann. Hi. Hi, Ora, how are you? It's great to see you. So uh, your voicemail was featured on Season 3, Episode 10. Sexuality educator Jane Fleischman responded. When you first heard it, what did you think about her advice? I really thought her advice was
3: wonderful. And I enjoyed um, the discussion that you had with her. I thought it was very helpful. I was really glad to have those ideas. And she was right about erogenous zones. I mean, I I know that they're different for everybody. And the body mapping, I thought, well, we could try that. I'll suggest it, but I don't know. Um, it wasn't it wasn't received very well.
2: <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about that for a second. So so you heard it as it aired, and you thought it was. Good advice. You thought she made some good points. So then what happened? He
3: lives in another state, so we don't get to see
2: each other very often. And
3: we do talk often by messenger so we can see each other and talk. But he came for a visit to North Carolina, and he heard the broadcast and was not very pleased with what he heard. (laughs) I think he was a little offended. However. Oh. Yes, yes, uh, and that visit uh that visit wasn't that great because he was not feeling well. And so that interfered with some of the the fun things that we were we were going to do. And I tried to talk to him about, you know, how maybe I was just unique, you know, maybe I was different than anybody else he'd been with or maybe I was weird, but These were the things that, you know, were important to me. And he kind of seemed like he was catching on. And we didn't get to see each other for quite a while. But when we got back together, he seemed to be much more open to what I said was good for me. So things were better in that
2: respect. So you were able to have a conversation?
3: Yes, we were able to talk about it more. So... Um I think he still feels a little bit like somehow I have misunderstood him because he thinks he's a very good lover and um uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he I'm sure he has been but I reminded him I said I know that my body has changed and things don't work the way they used to always and he admitted that that was the same for him too but I just really yeah. liked the way she talked about how each of us is different and we just can find ways to try to work together on that and talk about it.
2: Yeah. So when you said he heard the podcast, did you say, hey, I'm on this or did did you kind of spring it on him? Did he know that you were going to be speaking on that on this particular topic?
3: Yes, he knew before I let him listen to it. I said now I'm on this and I'm talking about some things and I said I I hope you won't be upset but I didn't warn him very much I guess about what it was
2: so it sounds like it might have been a little bit of a shake-up for him because he's never had this feedback but it sounds like he is interested enough in your satisfaction to want to learn from this experience and try to go forward yes I think that is true are you all in a exclusive relationship
3: um, yes and no, <laughs> we are, but he doesn't seem to want to take certain steps that would take it to another level. He's been divorced like 21 years. He's got an ex-wife and um, he has a really good relationship with her. It sounds like it's mostly just, you know, when his, they're visiting with their son or if he goes away, she watches his cats, and if she goes away, he watches her dog. But he seems to think that if she knew about me or he had some sort of committed relationship with me, that he couldn't ask her to watch the cats or take care of anything while he was gone. So he's kind of kept me a secret from some of his family.
2: Does that give you pause, the fact that it's long distance? Yeah, yeah, it bothers me. I'm going to ask a rude question. Are you sure he's available legally? Yes, I am. I know
3: him by way of somebody else that's a good friend. So I had known of him before I ever met him. That's good. That's what
2: all my friends have asked me, too. <laughs> Well, I guess it seems a natural question. And I think long distance, although that is a great way to open up our parameters, that does leave more room for potential deception. So,
3: yeah, I found Dating While Great because I was looking for ways to um, enhance our relationship or keep our relationship interesting while we were long distance. You know, we had listened to some of the podcasts and that was great. But He didn't seem terribly motivated to listen to more. I think he doesn't like the idea of change. (laughs) (laughs) And at our age, I can kind of understand that. You know, Mm. I realized after listening to Jane Fleischman's podcast, more of her recordings, um, that I had not really considered something that he had suggested. And that was that if we needed to we could use some sex toys um and i I just kind of no i'm not going to do that no i'm not going to do that it's not like i don't i'm not open to that when i'm by myself but the idea of doing that with someone else is a little bit intimidating to me Mm. and i had not really given much thought to it until i was listening and thinking more about our conversations that we had had. So maybe I need to be more open to some of his
2: ideas. Oh, so that's interesting. So he had this idea that you kind of dismissed only because it was out of your comfort zone. Okay, I like that. This seems like progress, right? (laughs) I might be willing to try. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, so do you regret calling in and asking your question?
3: The only thing I regret is that I let him listen to the podcast without first kind of talking to him about some of the ideas that were talked about in there. Um, Because I think he quit listening as soon as he heard what I said. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there's
2: so many great things that were you you two talked about. All right. So I don't know. I'm trying to neatly sum up your relationship, but it doesn't sound like it can be neatly summed up.
3: No, and um, I have been back and forth on how I feel about it.
2: Thanks, Luann. And I have another update. Luann says things got really awkward with her long-distance man. They decided to take a relationship timeout. Then a few months ago, they got back in touch. Now they video chat every night, and they've made plans to go on a trip. It will be the first time in a year that they've seen each other in real life. Luann says they've agreed that when they get together, they'll try out Jane Fleischman's tips for achieving mutually pleasurable sexual intimacy. Speaking of sexual intimacy, maybe you remember a conversation I had with Tim.
5: You would think that as a 58-year-old man, I would be able to have that sort of conversation with a woman, but it was not something that I was able to do. I did have a couple of casual relationships. Well, I had one in particular that I talked with the, the woman I was uh, seeing casually and said I wanted to move into being uh, romantic and, and, and see if she wanted to go the same direction, and she didn't. That just was and that was sort of the end of the conversation. Uh, my impulse was to ask her why, but the fact is, I kind of know that that nothing good would come from that. I don't particularly want to hear why I'm not the guy, um, so <laughs> I let it go, you know
2: okay, so, what are you looking for, and give me your complete wish list, whether it's attraction that's most important or just tell me what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: <laughs> um, well, I my initial impulse was to say a pulse, but the fact is is that is not true. I really am looking for somebody who is smart, who I can have a conversation with. Uh, I really enjoy being with a woman who is funny and who enjoys my sense of humor. And uh, I'm not... You know, physical attractiveness, I have kind of have learned, is not that important. And sometimes it can even be a little deceptive. You can meet somebody who's really physically attractive and, and then find out that everything that my body is telling me about them is not the truth, you know, and nothing wrong with those people, but they just may not be who I am thinking they are simply based on their appearance.
2: Have you thought about what you want as far as down the road do you want a series of long-term relationships do you want
5: marriage well i should say i i'm in a relationship and this is it's a fairly new relationship it's about a um i think we're right at about two months since our first date um but things have been going very well and i i feel like it's sort of the kind of relationship that i'm looking for um so yeah it's a relationship with A person who is smart we have great conversations we have a lot of fun together you know as far as uh as physical stuff i mean we are physically involved and that is a great part of the relationship it's not the only thing
2: update from tim that relationship ended shortly after the episode came out oh man i hope i didn't jinx it tim told me he wasn't all torn up about it though but he was convinced he was destined to be alone And wouldn't you know it, a few months after that light bulb went off, Tim was introduced to a friend of a friend. They clicked. And they're still going strong, even talking about moving in together. Sex is a potentially hot-button issue for older couples.
6: Another one? Money. I'm Bob Howard. I'm 84. I'm Marjorie Lane. And I'm 86. And they call somebody like me a cougar, right?
2: In Bob and Marga's relationship, money talk is not taboo. That's after the break. Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals make it easy to eat better every day. Whatever's on your schedule, be ready with pre prepared, chef crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat, and in two minutes, eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Every week, you have over 35 different options to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. Plus, there are over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons. So if you're looking for fast, upscale, delicious, easy options, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash 50 and use code datingwalgray50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash 50 and use code datingwalgray50 to get 50% off.
5: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving.
2: They started dating around 2016, and they shared the nitty-gritty of their financial and living arrangements in a Season 1 episode.
7: We uh, talked about the possibility of living together fairly early on in our relationship. Uh, Marge was not ready for that, first of all. And secondly, uh, she felt uh, that house was too much of my late wife, which it was. And I told her the the house was not that important to me. And so I decided to sell it. And I bought a different condominium, fairly close to where she was. And we continued to date. And then we took a cruise
6: together in the Baltic. That was early, and that was a courtship event so i was comfortable in letting him pay for that i said all you have to do is uh, come along
7: and actually i would pay for all the trips i don't have a problem with that but marge has a problem with that (laughs) when when we got back and we decided to make that regular so we had dinner every night some nights at marge's place and the others at my place we did that for uh, a couple of years. During that time, Marge wanted to buy a condo of her own. She was renting one. She saw one through me that she was she really loved it. But her financial advisor said, you can't possibly buy a condo at this point. I said, you know, Marge, I can buy it. You can rent it from me. I bought it. Marge moved.
6: I think you made up a lease.
7: And I told her the only thing that I expect is if you're living there under that terms you're going to pay the rent
6: and that's it if Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out i was happy with his proposal for my renting from him because there were no strings attached
7: I figured Marge was the right person for me, and I was the right person for her. Uh, and that if this is the way she wanted to live, it was okay with me. And our children and our siblings were all happy with that, this arrangement. I knew that I was going to have a mitral valve prepared. Everything went fine. So afterwards, Marge had brought some champagne to... to uh, celebrate. And I thought, well, I wonder if I ask her to marry me, what is she going to say? Am uh, I going to ruin a perfectly good relationship that we have?
6: But I said, oh, what the hell?
7: <laughs> so it was
6: it was sort of, it was lovely. And I, I said yes. And I think it, at first I wasn't quite sure whether that's That was the question.
7: I asked for a prenup because my lawyer said that you had to be some changes in Virginia law.
6: I thought it was a good idea. The only issue was it took the lawyers a long time to put the papers together and then writing the checks for the legal fees. (laughs) But. I'm glad, and I think Bob is, that, that that we did it.
7: Early on, she said, you know, Bob, she said, I'm a very independent person. And I said, you know, that's not a problem with me. I expect somebody to be independent.
6: I wasn't as um, needing the formal ceremony, and I was happy with just a, a commitment relationship but the more I thought about it, and the more he felt strongly about it, I thought to myself, well, why not? If you're going to be committed, why don't you be committed to the whole thing, not just half of it? We were
7: planning to continue to live the way we were, with our separate places. But in the middle of the winter, we said, why are we doing this? You know, so
6: as a result, I bought another one that we now live in. It's worked out comfortably. He's always shopped at Harris Teeter and he likes bargains. He's a man comfortable financially who likes to get <laughs> get the sales. And so he goes on Thursdays when they hit the senior discount and they have all kinds of good deals.
7: And so she's insist on paying her share but really what she does, she pays me the same amount every month, and it's a little bit more than what you pay, paying me for rent in the other place. So I, I, told, I told her it's, it's more than she needs to pay, but that she insists, <laughs> so I let her insist.
6: <laughs> I married a man of substance, and I'm very fortunate. It's not the only reason, but it was part of, Part of his appeal, all of the things that I would have gone for when I was fifty, five years after my divorce, I didn't know who I was looking for, but I had you know ideas about a poet in hiking boots and and Bob is neither <laughs> but if he had had asked me, I would have rethought that re- those requirements right? <laughs>
2: Bob was a military veteran, homebuilder, real estate agent, father, grandfather, and for the final three and a half years of his life, Marge's husband. Bob died last November at age 87. Sadly, there's been a more premature loss in the Dating All Gray community.
8: By the way, I, I happen to love that phrase, the, the uncoupled, singled male. Um <laughs> Uncoupled, it's, it sounds like I should be attached to a train headed west.
2: That's Steve, broadcaster, actor, and voiceover artist. He died in October of 2022 at age 64. Here's part of our conversation from the How to Be Single episode.
8: I think what I'm looking for, I believe what I'm looking for, is someone who is a friend first mm-hmm. and then becomes a companion, a trusted companion. Sure. I think it goes to, as we do a little self-analysis here, (laughs) I think it goes to a matter of trust, Mm. that I really need to know someone because of previous experiences, particularly with the, the second wife, where I would much rather know someone as a friend and have that turn into a real relationship Than to be tossed into a, almost a setup relationship, if you can call it that, through one of those sites. I hear you. And quite frankly, and I know there are people who need those sites or prefer those sites, uh, and there are plenty of them. You're looking for a deeper
2: connection. Yeah. Not necessary, and when I say, not that you can't find a deeper connection with someone you meet online, but you want the relationship to sort of build organically. Yes. As opposed to, here's some potential partners, yeah. pick one, get to know them and see if there's any sparks.
8: You might as well put mugshots up on a dartboard if you're <laughs> gonna do it that way, you
2: know. Shortly after that aired, Steve had an accident. It launched a series of medical issues that spiraled wildly out of control. Over the course of several months, Steve was surrounded by friends from around the world, bearing his favorite foods, including onion rings and matzo ball soup. Steve was greatly loved, and he recognized and embraced it. Finally, remember Margot, the long-haul truck driver? When we talked for the Making Moves episode, her heart and her home were on the highway. Okay,
9: this... Is where I live. I drive an 18 Wheeler. This has always been my dream truck. I love life on the road. I really do. I have a refrigerator, a storage. It's where I put my clothes, and this is where I sleep. Me and my dog. I'm glistening a little bit because it's hot in here.
2: Other than dog Xander, Margo was on her own. She lost Eric, her driving partner and husband of five years, to COVID. He was only 59.
9: I'm fine with living in my truck. It's just that I'm by myself. Uh, Xander talks every now and again, but <laughs> Xander now sleeps where Daddy used to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. he's he's been a constant companion. Um, Eric is on the truck. I have his ashes. Oh. <laughs> he's on the truck,
2: yeah. so he's with me. Do you have, have you given yourself a timeline for when you want to come off the road?
9: Yes, before the winter. I am going to run local so I can go home every day. Being here at my sister's house, Xander went to the, to the sliding door out to the deck. And I'm like, you know, it's the little things that people take for granted that are a big deal to me. And I'm like, wow, he barked like mommy let me out. And I'm at a house and I'm like, he deserves this, you know. So, you know, for mommy to go to work and then come home, he's always excited to see me. It's like, oh my gosh, mom, where have you been? And I just went and took a shower. Yeah, It's like, oh my gosh, where have you been? Oh my, I'm so glad to see you. So working a regular job and coming home, that's, that's boosting to me. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting my
2: dog a place to live. I caught up with Margot recently, and guess what? She's off the road and in a house. She reached her goal. Margot's driving locally now, and though her days behind the wheel are long ones, she comes home to Xander every night. Margot says he very patiently waits for her. And Xander's not the only one. Margot met someone. She calls him a dear friend. I'll share more Dating While Grey updates on social media as the season unfolds. For now, though, that's enough looking back. All eyes and ears ahead. Dating While Grey's audio production and mix is by Steve Lack Audio. For more on the show, check out datingwhilegrey.com. That's where you can find the latest episodes plus the archive of previous episodes. You can also find links to send me questions, comments, tips, and true stories through email and voicemail. You know I love hearing from you. While you're there, sign up for the free Dating While Gray e-newsletter, delivered every Friday to your inbox. That's datingwhilegray.com. I'm Laura Stasi, Thanks for listening.
10: ABC's The Bachelor franchise has come a long way since it started over 20 years ago. I'm scared that the crows, when they find
4: out, will hate me forever. Do you want to be back with her?
10: I want to see if there's
8: that possibility. Are you kidding me?
4: I don't think that I'm intelligent enough to see through you.
8: You're friggin' hilarious. He just jumped the fence.
2: Do you think you're genuinely ready to marry a 36-year-old man?
10: But after all the tears, fights, and hookups, The Bachelor is slowing things down and going old school.
8: He posts his
1: thirst traps in a leather-bound album. His DMs have postage. He gets the early bird special anytime he wants.
10: That's right. A 72-year-old, quote, patriarch from Indiana, Gary Turner, is our newest Bachelor. And 22 women, all of them age 60 or over, are hoping this widowed father of two is their next great love. This journey, to use a word that Bachelor Nation loves so much, is going to be recapped every week by myself, Slate Senior Producer Shayna Roth, and Laura Stassi, host of the Dating While Gray podcast. Join us while we dish on the dates, the antics, the romance, and find out if Gary finds love and a partner in pickleball. I love to play pickleball. I like to play pickleball. Pickleball. Pickleball.
0: I love pickleball. I bought my pickleball with me. I hope Gary's ready. for.
10: Check out our Golden Bachelor recap series in the Waves feed every Friday morning. It's available wherever you get your podcasts.